If you're looking for a show about everyday black dreamers and doers, you've come to the right place. Join me on a quest to find ordinary people doing extraordinary things, reinterpreting the rules of the game in order to achieve life on their own terms. I'm your host, Moses Tillman Young, and welcome to the Black Gold Podcast. In this episode of Black Gold Podcast, I sit down with prominent R&B soul artist Ryan Peters, better known as I Am The Living. Born and raised in Peckham, Southeast London, now living in Vancouver, I Am The Living has established himself as a gifted and talented singer-songwriter, starting with his debut album, which earned him a nomination for Traditional R&B Soul Recording of the Year at the 2021 50th Annual Juno Awards. In our conversation, Ryan and I discuss his journey into music at a young age, his unorthodox process for creating and curating songs, and the importance of collaboration within the creative process. So sit down, tuck in, and get ready to listen to this episode with I Am The Living. Today with me on Black Gold Podcast, I have Ryan Peters, who is also known as I Am The Living. He is a, a musical artist based in Canada, and he's here to to share with us his, his journey and his story of becoming an artist and the things that he, he does in order for him to be able to spread his art to other people. And so, Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show today. No problem, man. Thank you so much for uh, having me, man. You're welcome. So how did you get into music and using that as a medium for your art? Well, I discovered the art of music from very young. I'd say from when I was around, my earliest memory, I'd say probably around three, four. And my mum used to play a lot of music around the house. As I was a, a, a young toddler. And she always used to play music as well. She told me she would play music while I was in her womb. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, but my earliest memory, I would say, from when I was around three or four years old. I just fell in love with the, the sound of music and how it made me feel. Yeah. Mm. So as like three-year-old, in terms of you understanding that, oh, there's this thing called music and it's making me feel this certain way. Did you grow up in an environment where your art, where music and art was, was that accepted as as a career or was it more of you can do your art but you need to do something more practical quote unquote that you have to do in order to make a living were you supported in your art or was it more of you needed to 
kind of fight for your art? Well, <clears throat> my mum, you know, she saw how I fell in love with music from, from that young. So she knew that she wanted to develop my talents. Um, so I'd say from around three years old, I, I started dancing, you know, and she would see me dance around the house to the music that she was playing. And then she took me to my first dance class at that young, you know what I mean? Obviously it was for, for, for young ones, but yeah, she found a dance class for, for children and she took me there because she saw how it made me feel and uh, how much joy it brought me, you know, from such a young age. And then throughout, you know, my childhood and, you know, as I'm developing and, and growing up, you know, she always knew that if she continued supporting me and, you know, leading me down the right path and the right direction to what it is that she saw that I loved so much that she just knew that it would keep me out of trouble, you know, and, you know, keep me on a steady path, you know, because, you know, being from London and being from such a huge city and at that time, you know, so much going on in the streets and just being at school and traveling back and forth to school and running into other kids, you know, that were up to no good, you know, it's easy for you to kind of fall into that, that trap. So I was always able to get the, the support and love from my mother um, because, yeah, she just knew that, you know, if I kept on developing, kept on working on my skill, that ultimately it would take me in, in a direction of, you know, being it a career for me. So, yeah, man. Yeah, she was never like, you have to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know what I mean? Like you have to do something academic. You know what I mean? She, 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 she always supported the journey, which is, which is, has been amazing for me, even up to this day. Yeah, that's incredible. And that's, a, that's a real gift in terms of having a parent, having your mother, this really foster the environment for you to even, as you said, while you were even in the womb, she, she made sure that, you know, music was, was an essential part of, of who you were going to become. And so that, that's really incredible to see that that continued on and you were able to get support in that way. Absolutely. And, you know, music is just, it's in, it's in my DNA and it's in our DNA as a people, you know what I mean? Like we're a very musical culture and a very musical people, you know, it's, it's embedded in our spirit, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, even when I was in the room, you know, mom, yes, she was playing music, and even though, you know, my dad wasn't physically carrying me, you know, I would say, you know, his, I like to call it like an invisible um, umbilical cord, you know what I mean? You always have that attachment to 
both parents, you know what I'm saying? Whether, you know, it's attached to you physically, spiritually, you still have that attachment to your other parent. So he was also playing music as well. You know what I'm saying? He's very musical. He loves music. And the same with, you know, my aunties and uncles. It's just, it's in us. So, you know, it was obviously passed down to me as well. And, you know, she saw that from, from so young and she just knew that, you know, whatever it is that I decided that I wanted to do with my life, she would support it, whether it was academic or something creative. So I feel very, you know, blessed and very lucky to have a parent that, you know, and, and I say a parent because I grew up with my mother, you know what I mean? Like she was, I grew up with a single mum. So to be around her every day and for her to just, you know, just support my my journey, I give thanks every day. So in terms of you having that musical ability from, as you said, passed down, it's in your family, it's in your blood almost, almost literally, what would you say was the moment that you decided to go ahead and pursue music full-time as a career? I would say after school, you know what I mean? Secondary school, we call it in the UK, call it secondary school. You guys call it high school. So after secondary school, I knew that, because you know, you're at that age where you have to make certain decisions. You know what I'm saying? Are you gonna go to college? Um, or are you gonna take a year out, you know what I'm saying? And focus on something else you know, get a job and focus on, you know, your love, whatever that may be. So when I got to that age, I said to myself that I wanted to take a year out from college, you know, education, you know, get a job and just focus on, you know, singing, dancing, the creative fields, you know. But I knew from as a child, I'm talking probably around six or seven, that I wanted to to be on stage because, you know, one of my closest cousins, every time, you know, would visit each other's houses as, as children, we would just dance around and write songs and, you know, watch all these amazing artists that we grew up watching and just like dream about doing that with our lives when we got older, you know what I'm saying? So from that age, I, I, I knew, but then, you know, when it got to that stage in your life where it's like serious decisions, am I gonna go to college or whatnot? I decided to take the path of, of you know, following my dream and my calling. Yeah. And so after you decided to make that, that that's what you made your decision. You had the choice, music over more education, traditional education. Who then would you say was your, your inspiration and who then like helped you in, in, in pursuing music as a career? Who was your mentor? That's a good question. You know, at that age, I had... I had a few mentors. You know, 
I would, I would, I would even say my mom was a mentor. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though she was my parent, she was still mentoring me. You know, she was still, you know, giving me great advice and supporting me and guiding me the right path. And also, at that time in my life, I was dancing a lot too. So as I said earlier on, I started dancing at three before I found my voice. You know what I mean? Like the sound of music made me, it makes you move, you know what I'm saying? So before you even figure out if you, you know, can sing or not, you know, your body's moving to the beat, you know what I'm saying? So I started dancing very young. So I've, I've always danced. And then at that stage in my life, at the last year of school, I joined a, a dance class slash school in South London. It was called CNC. And it was a community dance spot, you know what I'm saying? Like just people from from the area, you know what I mean? From South London. And the people there were amazing. Everyone was just so fresh and fly and everyone could dance. So, and I was really young, so those were the people that I looked up to. And some of the guys that were at the class, they took me under their wings. So I would say that they mentored me as well at that point in my life when it came to, you know, dancing. And also they knew that I could sing because I'm like, you know, I sing as well, blah, blah, blah. So I had those people that, that mentored me and that really kind of pushed me to, you know, keep going and just keep working on my skill and keep dancing and, you know, whatever people that I connect with within the dance industry, whatever, whatever people I cross paths with, you know, just be gracious, keep good relationships, you know, because you never know where that's going to take you on your journey. So yeah, man, I would definitely say my mum, older friends, I was the younger brother to like a group of, I don't know, four or five guys that were four years older than me at the time at the dance class. They took me under their wing and they really helped me. Yeah, and it's really cool that you had a lot of people like around you to even support you, offer, give you advice, and even just to, again, just inspire you to discover more layers to your talent in terms of not just dance but also music and, and singing exactly exactly yeah that was um yeah i feel like you know people obviously come into your life at a certain point not accidentally you know i mean i'm a true believer and a firm believer that everything happens in divine time and everything happens you know what i mean for that specific purpose in your in your life's journey you know what i'm saying so you know i was really blessed to have those people that um yeah man just you know just really helped me on my on my on, on my development yeah so in terms of you being around these people and being more exposed to to the musical culture and and learning new new skills and talent were there some instances during that time 
that you were probably finding your voice, but you couldn't really necessarily say to yourself that I'm I'm a singer. Did you have some instances where you you thought you were failing at it? And if so, how did you then overcome that? Man, I've had many instances, not just just one, you know what I'm saying? I've, you know, as artists, you know, everyone's on their own, everyone's on their own timeline, you know? And as artists, some people find their voice, some people find themselves quicker than others, and some don't, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? There's been times in my life where I felt lost, you know, when it came to who am I as an artist? What am I trying to represent? You know, what do I want to say? How do I want to be of service to others through my art? Do you know what I'm saying? What can I share with others that can help them on their way as well? You know what I'm saying? And sometimes we don't know the answers for ourselves more, you know, more so than anyone else. So there's been times where I just, I, I, I really didn't know like, you know, what I wanted to say, what I wanted to do, what type of music, you know, I'm so like, I love all types of genres of music, you know, I feel like I have the gift to, you know, make all types of music as well. You know what I'm saying? So like, do I want to pigeonhole myself in one box? You know what I'm saying? Like, do I want to be an artist that, you know, cause I dance as well. Do I want to incorporate that? So there's been, there's times where you just feel lost and I a hundred percent have, have gone through that. And there's times where, you know, I felt like I've, I've failed with just certain opportunities that have come my way, you know, maybe just, you know, being naive, you know what I mean? Being young, you know what I mean? Not really understanding, you know, the opportunities sometimes that come your way, you make certain mistakes, you know, and that leads to failure, you know what I'm saying? But then at the same time, you know, every failure and every challenge that comes your way, you know, it obviously leads to another door it leads to something else on your so i embrace everything that i've been through i embrace you know every lost you know every wrong turn that i've taken i definitely embrace it you know what i'm saying and 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 i'm okay with that you know every failure that has 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 come my way i'm cool you know what i mean like it's it's allowed me to get to this point in my life right now. Yeah. I hope, that, and... <laughs> I hope that made sense. Oh yeah, no, that, that totally makes sense. And it's like, it's, as you said, like life's a journey and like on journeys, especially for people, I, I found like, like in talking to 
dozens of people. It seems that the the journey thing is that it's like a person within their own world. And what they do is they try to find other people like them. And like the journey is them like actually going, like if you like to say like on a map, like them going down the road, they take a, a, a wrong turn or a left turn. And so they end up going, having to go through like, like rivers and like valleys and, and like mountains and different kinds of terrain that they are unfamiliar with. But then once they find that they can overcome that, they then go back on the, on the road that they were meant to go on. And so they're able to continue that journey in a way and arrive at a place where there are other people who have taken their own different and various journeys to arrive at that same place. And so for, for in, in terms of like your case, you're saying that it's every single instance where you believed that you, you messed up, you, you, you failed, you had a lesson that you had to learn that thing then led you to the place where you are now, where you can recognize that you are the one who had to take the journey and you wouldn't have gotten there without taking that journey. Exactly. Absolutely. hundred percent, man. That's it. Yeah. And so in terms of you becoming a musical artist, what sort of, what, what tools have you used in order for you to create music, whether you are like writing music or even down to like equipment that you use, recording equipment that you use, like what tools and resources have you used in order to become a musical artist? For me personally, one of my main tools would be the voice note app. The voice note app is uh, a very important and vital tool to creating music because the, the you know, creating music is such an interesting thing because, you know, for me, it feels like it's coming from another place. It's, it's, it's such a, I feel inspired and it's like a download that comes from, you know, the higher source and it just comes out and I then need to, you know, make sure that that idea gets captured. So then, you know, I can develop on that idea. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I would say the, 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 the biggest tool would be the voice note because that's all I have. I then use that. And then, you know, go to the recording studio and then I work with an engineer, you know, and then that's when we can start flushing out the ideas, you know, and then start working, working on, on the song. I, I don't record myself, you know, I don't do any of, of that. The only, again, the only way I record myself is the voice note app. So you know, having having that to capture your ideas is is so important because you can come up with some sick melodies and if it's not recorded and you lose them melodies, oh my goodness. <laughs> That's happened to me before, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, that melody's gone, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, for me, that's, that's, my, that's my number one tool. 
the voice note app. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that one. The voice note app and also like the, the notes app. Because yes. sometimes, yeah, like middle of the night or you're like driving somewhere or you just have like an idea in the shower and it's one like get out and just get it out as fast as possible or else it's going to be it just like it's going to go that's what i'm saying and and and, you know that's that that's what i mean it feels like it it just you know it just comes from somewhere you know what i'm saying like it's just like the the like the divine is just like you know just flopped to an idea in your mind and you're like yo i need to get that out real quick before i lose it so yeah. Yeah. And then I, I know that there's like some like classes of thought in terms of art. It's that if you like have an idea and it doesn't stick with you, it's like not your idea in terms of you're not the one that's supposed to execute on that idea. But I, I just think that if you just record as much as you can in terms of your ideas, you can then sift through them and decide, oh, I want this one, this one over here, that's trash. This one, maybe save it for, you know, some time later down, down the road. I'll work on that one. But like for the most part, if you just get, capture it as much as possible, have some method of capturing all your ideas. And then later on, pick and choose which ones you want to actually do. And then work on those and then develop those. And then the rest, either they will happen or they won't. So Yeah. yeah. And I only put down ideas when they come. Like I, 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 I have got to that place in my life and in my career where I just don't force it. I think forcing it is just, for me, in my opinion, it's just, it's not the best way to create, man. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I feel like your ideas come from a higher place. So once they come, you know, you put them down, you leave them to the side, you come back to them. But just to be like forcing it, oh, you know, I need to like, you know, I need to make sure I write 10 songs today. Nah, bro, that's just my approach. You know what I'm saying? I think it, you know, it works for some people, but I found what works for me. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, just creating from an authentic, genuine place without trying to force something is it works so much better for me yeah and i think there's a there's a bible verse on that in terms of it's somewhere in matthew 11 like in a certain translation it says like relax and flow in the unforced rhythms of my grace and it's jesus talking to his disciples right and so it's yeah you just gotta like be in the moment like just if you just are if you just be then the thing will, if you, if you relax, everything then flows and then you're able to get it. And whatever you, whatever sticks to you, you then use that, whatever it doesn't, wasn't meant to. And so you just utilize whatever comes in, get it out, capture it, sift through it to find the thing that sticks to you the most, execute on that and get that thing out into the world. Cause you're supposed to do that. Yeah. And, and when it comes, it, it comes for me when I'm writing music, it's like, it's like, you know, you just turn on the tap. Every, it just keeps, it just keeps flowing, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you turn it off and then you're like, okay, cool, man. You know, I was in Grenada last month and um, 
you know, my, I, I was out there with my parents, my mum my and my stepdad. And my mum asked me, she was like, oh, have you, have you like been writing anything? I was like, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I think people automatically think because you're in a new space, new environment, you know, you're, there's so much inspiration around. You're just, you just got to start writing. But for me, it doesn't happen that way. You know what I mean? I, I just can't force just because I'm there, I'm going to just start writing. I have to, it just need, it needs to start flowing just like that. You know what I mean? And that's when I, and that's why I know that whenever I create, it comes from a higher source. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, whenever, as you said, it's like whenever you turn it on, when it rains, it pours. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's, that's exactly what happens. And it can, and that can happen for a couple months. You know what I mean? You know, I might have some music. Some, maybe someone sent me some music, or I have like a melody that I've played on a guitar. You know, and then ideas start flowing, and then you know, for the next month, all these ideas just keep flowing, and then after that, I'm just like, okay, cool. Let me start living my life again. And then from living your life, you know, that that helps more ideas start building up for the next time. So do you do you practice the whole uh, the have you read the uh, the book The The War of Art by Stephen Fussfield? I haven't. It sounds familiar, but I haven't. Oh, so so Basically, like in that book, his premise is that there is this force that's called resistance. And that is, if you're an artist or you have some artistic ability or some dream that you want to actually like do and see and have, is that there's this force of, of resistance that then like pushes up against you to prevent you from fulfilling that dream. When most people, he says, like they give into that resistant force and it's the the voice of like, you're not good enough. Like, who are you to do this thing? Why do you think you can do this whenever you're not like experienced? But what he says, what he suggests that people do is that they take either like a, a certain time out of their day or out of some period of time and that they actually, he suggests this for writers that they, they sit down and that they say, he has his own little like a prayer is what he's what he calls it and then you like you say your prayer like hoping that you're going to get inspiration and whenever that happens what you do then do is you just sit there and you just wait for it to happen and hit you and whatever hits you you didn't like write it out or you 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 tap record and just pluck it out on your guitar and so for you, do you have a, a period of time throughout either in a day or in a week or any other time frame that you just sit down and say, I'm going to take the next X amount of time and try to really either perfect this thing or come up with an idea? I know you said you, you don't really like to force the idea, but do you have any routine that you structure around getting instead of like having the idea more like polishing off the the music that you have yeah absolutely 
if I'm working on, if I've already started working on a song or an idea, then yeah, definitely, man. If I've, yeah, if I've started working on it and it's something that I like, then, you know, I make sure that I, you know, allocate a certain amount of time to continue working on it, continue polishing it and just see where it takes me. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes, you know, it works and it, and it, and it, it, it takes, it takes, it takes, it takes me to a place where I get super excited about it. And I know that it feels really good that I want to continue, you know, <clears throat> working on it. Maybe the next day, if I've found it challenging trying to finish it at that point. And then sometimes, you know, you have ideas where, you know, when you first do it, you're excited about it. You go back to it, you allocate that time in the day to maybe spend a couple of hours on, you know, polishing it up. But then you're just like, mm, yeah, I'm done. This ain't really it. You know what I'm saying? It's not really going to the place where I felt like it could have, you know. And then also, you know, I feel like collaboration is one of the most important things when you're creating art, especially music. I love to collaborate with different writers, you know, different producers, obviously. And so, yeah, if I get to a place where I feel stuck, you know, or I can't find the words that I feel like, you know, could make it stronger, then I would just, you know, pass it on to someone that I'm writing the song with and be like, you know, listen, like, I really want to say this, but I just, I don't know how to say it. Can you help me here? You know what I'm saying? Like, and then we work like that as well. So, you know, it's important to, you know, plan and allocate a certain amount of time in your day to continue work working on songs, song ideas that you've already started working on. So I would definitely like advocate for that for sure. And recently you released, um, or it was a, it was a, collaboration album was released with with you and someone else has been on the show Tion Gibbs you guys put out an album with with other black canadian artists on called the art of yeah yeah man that was a cool project that was the brainchild of a record producer called Chin Injetti who is based out here in Vancouver. He is a really talented record producer. You know, he's been in the music game for many years, you know what I mean? So he's, you know, he's legendary man in, in Canada, you know, and uh, I worked with him on my first EP. Um, so that's how I know Chin. And then he came up with this really cool idea of, you know, putting together his favorite black artists that were based in Vancouver 
and create this compilation album because he just felt like, you know, black artists on this side of the country, you know, sometimes we get, you know, lost in the mix, you know, when you're, when you're competing with a city as big as Toronto, a lot of the shine gets, you know, pointed that direction. So he was like, you know what, man, so many great black artists in this, in this city. I want to put a compilation album together. Ryan, do you want to be a part of it? I'm like, boom, let's go. Sounds great. And then he partnered up with a label in Toronto called Art House, who, you know, jumped on board. They loved the idea. You know, they were really excited about the artists and they put it together. So yeah, it, it, it feels really nice to be a part of that record, you know, and the song that Chin and I worked on is called For the Sake of You. It was written by a lady called Shalom Johnson, Chin and, and, and I. And uh, yeah, man, it was a really love. I love the song. I think it's really, really, like, it's like a, it, it, it feels and sounds like a classic love song. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. That was a song that we decided to put on the, on the uh, compilation. Yeah, and I like that all the songs on there, they're all very different and very diverse. And so it's not like a, an album of a singular artist where you can sort of see the, have the same sort of feeling with each song where you know when the beat's going to drop, you know, like how they sing, like where the bridge is going to be. It's just very, very di diverse. And it, it then allows you to really concentrate on what's being said and also just the way that each piece is so individual yet is combined into this singular album. It's one of the most interesting like albums I've ever heard. And 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 that's really cool because it really showcases the diversity when it comes to, you know, artists from the African diaspora that are based in Vancouver. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly you know, not every black artist do the same type of genre of music. So I'm glad that it, it it's able to, you know, really showcase that. Yeah. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. I have one more question <laughs> oh, for you. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. If you had the ability to send a worldwide text, what would your message be? Wow, <laughs> that's great. What would my message be? My message would be, if I was to send a worldwide text to every human on the planet, my, yeah. message, my message would be, don't forget to share your love and gratitude for another day of life. Why would that be your message? Because I feel like, you know, the most important thing that anyone can do in this life is to share their love and gratitude for their life and for waking up every day. So I feel like the more you share your love and gratitude for your life, you know, 
the more your life will, for me, I feel like it will get better. You know what I mean? Because we all go through so many challenges and people are going through such hard times, especially right now. And that can really take over, you know, your mental and your spiritual health. So I feel like, you know, just giving gratitude for, you know, the the air that fills your lungs and giving gratitude for your heart that's still beating and giving gratitude for your limbs that can still move. You know what I mean? Like that's that's important. So if I was to send a text, it would be, you know, don't forget to share your love and gratitude for your life right now. Yeah. But that, that's a really good text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Living is hard, but living is beautiful. I like that one. Living is hard, but living is beautiful. Yeah, man. All right. Well, Ryan, where could the listeners go to listen to your music or connect with you on social? Where do you want me to send them? Well, if you are on Spotify, find me on Spotify. Hit that follow button on Spotify as well. You can find me over there. I am the living. No space or one word. So follow me over on Spotify. That way you're going to be notified on, you know, when my new music gets released, tour dates, et cetera, et cetera. If you're on Apple Music, you can find me on Apple Music as well and do the same. Amazon, you can find me on Amazon as well. Whatever DSP platform you listen to music on, easy to find. I am the living one word. No, I do have a new project that I've been working on, which I'm really excited about. So I do have some new music that will be coming out this year. But if you're not following me over there, then you're not going to know that it's dropped. So do that. And also you can follow me on Instagram as well. That's where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm active mostly on Instagram. So just follow me on Instagram. Again, I am the living one word, no space. You can find me over there and, and, and follow the journey. It's fun. It's exciting. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to, you know, uplift people and, and bring some joy to people's lives through, through my art, through music, because that's what music's supposed to do. You know what I mean? So if you're all about that, then yeah, man, come follow me. Well, Ryan, thank you again for this wonderful conversation. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for reaching out. Again, much love and gratitude for the support. And I wish you all the best with your platform too, man. Thank you. That's up. Thank you for listening to this episode of Black Gold Podcast, Stories of Black Dreamers and Doers. Please go ahead and subscribe and review the show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast right now so that it can reach more people. If you want to get in touch with me personally, go ahead and send me an email at blackgoldpod at gmail.com. If you want to talk about the show or if you want to talk about how to create your own podcast where you can find people and talk with them about the topic of your interest, if you want to go further into doing that, make sure to go to www.blackgoldpod.com and go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom 
and get yourself a copy of the Side Gig Podcast Guide. It's a guide that I put together for you to start a quality podcast on a low budget. So go ahead and do those things, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.